אחר כך נמי כאשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שתורנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש ומשאבארץ המה. ובפחד רבנו הקדוש תדיק יסודו עולם נחה נווה מקור חוכמה רבנו נחה מוצא גמל שמחה. נא נח נח מנח לנו יום הזכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם, today we start our new סימן לשיחות הר"ן. We're gonna finish it today just one. We're gonna do just one, maybe smaller. But uh, something important that Rabbeinu is going to discuss here about uh, new wisdoms emerging from different countries and uh, certain things that Rabbeinu wants us to know about this idea in Siman Samech Gimel in Lesson 63. Rabbeinu says in each and every country, there's something important in, the, in that country, something that each and every country respects in their own fashion. You know, some, country, some countries might respect one thing. In, for example, in England, if you go to England, they respect soccer. In another place, in another country, they respect football. In another country, whatever it is. And that's just on one aspect. It's just with sports. Then you go to certain other things. Maybe you go to Ta'avot, certain desires, God forbid. Of course, each country has their own, um, their own things which they, they love and they take pride in. And therefore, when that something emerges... It emerges with both good and evil. And the good might be minimal. And the bad, the evil, literally imitates the good in every single movement. So essentially the evil appears to be good as well. And it mocks the good. Essentially it becomes conf- you become confused. You don't know where the good and the bad is within that thing. And of course we're going to discuss what that davar means, what the word davar means. Rabbeinu is going to give us an example which brings all the clarity. So stick with us. Rabbeinu is essentially saying though when something new emerges, that new thing has both good and bad and the good is imitated by the bad so that it's incompa- you, it, it, in, you cannot discern between the good and the bad. So that good and bad cannot be distinguished. The evil imitates the good and therefore you do not know where is, which is which. And that thing becomes goes on and progressively becomes more important up until the end. And now Rabbanu is going to bring an example which ties a full circle. For example, in this country, Rabbanu is saying in the place where he grows up, in Ukraine, miracle workers are a very important thing, well respected. Of course, you go to certain places, some places might not take that so, uh, might not be so impressed by that. Uh, for example, if you go to Morocco, the Moroccan tzaddikim were, were something of very great respect, you know? This was something very well respected in their eyes. All the Moroccan Jews uh, looked at their tzaddikim as, you know what I mean, the, the most incredible figures. So in that country also. So Rabbeinu says in this country, a Bal Shem, a person who's a miracle worker, a big tzaddik miracle worker, is someone uh, very big, right? And the truth is, and the truth is that there were genuinely, there were genuine miracle workers, true miracle workers, and tzaddikim that took place in our country, that, ha, that lived in our country. For example, the Bar Shem Tov Rabbeinu, we're probably referencing here, Rabbi Pinchas Mikarit, the Magid Mezrich, great tzaddikim of the past. Rabbeinu says, now many uh, miracle workers of falsehood have begun, have begun to rise. There have been many, many false, almost tzaddikim in a sense, but miracle workers, workers that uh, imitate these tzaddikim and do awesome things. And uh, they are false. The truth is, they are complete frauds. But they have become plenty in this country. 
והקהל, אני מבין להתייעל על זה, שכל מי שרוצה וחפץ לכנוס בזה, לעסוק באותו דבר החשוב באותה מדינה, כגון בעל שם במדינה זו. For example, any, any person that desires to enter this task, essentially, meaning which task? The task of that important thing which, the, which that country respects. And for example, Rabbeinu brought the example in his country, which is the idea to be a miracle worker, meaning one who wants to really become a miracle worker because it's a respected thing in that country. He can become successful in that thing even though he's a fraud. Because the truth is, this man knows nothing. He's incompetent. He's not a true miracle worker. Even though he's actually doing miracles, he's not a met. He's false. Because falsehood and truth isn't determined by the fact that you actually do the thing. It's the, mo- it's the motive behind the thing. It's whether you're doing it for the right purposes. And even though he's a fraud, he knows nothing, he's incompetent even. Rabban was saying, he actually might even be incompetent as well. He might not even know how to be a miracle worker. He's actually just, he, he does miracles, but he himself, he, he gets, it's almost like uh, Hashem is gift, gifting it to him, even though he doesn't uh, know anything. Actually, everything is dependent on this man's ambition. How this man is awakened and how, um, how much he desires that thing. Essentially, it's dependent all on this man's ambition. Because he's so ambitious to become a miracle worker, he ends up becoming it. Even though he's not a competent, he's not a true miracle worker. He doesn't have the real gift of a miracle worker like the great Tzadikim. But essentially, he... He, uh, he's so ambitious that he actually ends up becoming that role. And it's also, Rabbeinu said, this is also dependent on the place. Um, in the place which this man begins to conduct this thing, essentially. In the place where this person wants to begin uh, to become a miracle worker, for example. Of course, it depends in which place. If you go to this country, of course, this country respects miracle workers. But if you go to another country in which they don't respect a Baal Shem, but they don't respect a big tzaddik who's able to accomplish great things, then you might not be successful. Rabbanu says, Rabbanu says, if you begin in a place, if you want to begin the, the, the you know what I mean, to play the role of a miracle worker, and you begin in a place in which they believe in miracle workers, or you begin with the women. You begin to expose yourself to certain women. And of course the women, because they have a natural tendency to believe in simplicity, because there are ways to believe in every single thing, and then, yeah, then he'll become successful because he started with the women, the people will believe, and he begins to gain a crowd. And afterwards it's possible that he can actually convince others to believe in him, even those who are far from believing in such things. Why? Because he's amassed a huge crowd. Or because he started in a place which, is, um, which respects this. So they have their eyes on people like this. If you were to begin in other place, in the place which people don't naturally have the tendency to believe in such things, people would mock him. They would uh, make joke of him. And he would not be successful at all. But because he began in a place um, which, uh, which is in which that thing is important over there, and they have also faith. It's possible that afterwards 
because he started in a place which is which in which they respected that that uh, that role, and in that place which they have faith, later he can convince people after, and others will be forced to believe in him because of the fact that he's already been successful. And by the way, before I hop into the next thing, this is a secret of what Rabenu mentions in um, in uh, the story of the Baltfira. In the 12th story of Rabenu's 13 tales, Rabenu speaks about the story of the Baltfila, the master of prayer, who amasses a group of people who understand that the entire purpose of this world is prayer. And of course, the master of prayer, the one who leads this group, the one who recruited everyone, wants to bring everyone, those who are stuck to the desire of money and other desires, to understand that the main purpose of this world is to pray. But he cannot go to the wealthy people, he cannot go to those influential people first. So he must amass a crowd of people who are small, people who believe in the fact already. And when he amasses that crowd, then he can go to the influential people and, and gain their, uh, what do you call it? their loyalty. Because essentially, Rabbeinu teaches us, and this is brought down in, uh, in uh, Rabbi Nachman Micherin's commentary. Rabbi Nathan's main student wrote a commentary on Sipo Masiot, the main commentary called Rimze Masiot. And over there he writes that if you want to influence people, of course, Rabbanu said, the main thing is to influence and to try to draw people close who are very influential. Those people who are influential, they have big souls, and of course, many people follow their directive. And if a big person comes close, then many other people will follow because they are inspired by this person. But you cannot start there. And this is why the Baltfila, when he engages in this work of bringing people close to prayer, he doesn't start with the very influential people. The very wealthy people, he starts with the small people and he begins gaining a crowd. And when he begins gaining a crowd, then he can have more influence on those people. So it starts small. When you start small and begin recruiting from the small place, those people who might believe, those people who are smaller, those people who have simple faith, then you can begin to amass big crowds. And we see the same thing is true of this. And Rabbanu continues, but there's another country in which that thing, that role, for example, of a miracle worker, is not considered important at all. For example, in the country of Germany, over there, they don't have any faith in miracle workers. Rabbanu was speaking about his time. They were very intellectual and very, uh, this is of course something very uh, big, philosophical ideas that they were, you know what I mean? It was a different way of also serving Hashem Barach. It was a very logical and, uh, a way of serving Hashem Barach. And um, they didn't believe in miracle workers necessarily. And of course, there you cannot begin even. You, there's no success over there if you want wants to engage in this. Because you're starting off on the wrong place, in the wrong place. No one's going to start believing you. The same is true of the customs and the greatness of, this tzaddik, of these tzaddikim in this country. In another country, they won't have such greatness because people don't appropriate... Um, um, a por- sorry, apportion themselves, uh, apportion these tzaddikim such greatness. For example, in the Muslim land, those tzaddikim are called chachamim, wise men. They don't have uh, this greatness and this hanaga, these customs as we talk about over here, the same way that we possess them. It's a different way. They treat them differently. They call them chachamim, wise men. And 
Therefore, in this country, anyone wants to engage in this and to adopt the way of these tzaddikim that are accustomed to this way, the practices today, they can be successful in this. Why? Because you're playing on something which has been successful for hundreds of years. People have already been accepting this, have faith in this idea. But if you try to take away, if you try to engage in the customs of perhaps the these Sephardic countries that have a different way of viewing things, it won't be as successful because it's different. Reveal the truth and redeem the truth, of course, speedily in our days. Amen. And of course, this is fitting. Um, <clears throat> we just passed Tisha B'Av. So it's a. Uh, we say about the future when the Mashiach is going to come that the Emet will be established. It says, Emet Tikonad. The Emet Tikon will be established. Why didn't it say Emet Konanta? Why didn't say you have established truth? Because the truth now, because, Rabbi, because the Chachamim say that uh, now the truth has been covered up by Shekir. But later in the future, in the time to come when the Mashiach is going to reveal himself, then the truth will be revealed, will be established. So Hashem Bach will reveal the truth spiritually in our days. Amen. And Rabbeinu says in the countries which they accept miracles and they... <coughs> Excuse me. They live by these practices. These they conduct by these ways. For example, they really live by this idea that there are miracles. You know, they believe in it. They believe in baleshemot and miracle workers. They believe in these sorts of tzaddikim like the Bashan Tov, etc. Just by the fact that, that they believe in it creates creates miracles in itself, creates wonders. Just the fact that they believe in it, they put their thoughts in it, creates it. As we talked about, actually. Um, of, uh, we talked about in, in a few simanim ago the importance of a person's thoughts. That a person's thoughts are so strong that it can literally create something, it can manifest something. So strong is a person's thought that uh, no matter where you place them, if you really focus on it, you can create it. And uh, we see this with regard to these countries. Those people that believe in miracles because they've lived by it, they focus on it. They create miracles in itself just by the fact that they believe in it. But sometimes this isn't always the cause. Sorry, this isn't always the case. It happens differently. And uh, it's not necessarily the case that just because they believe in it, that miracles are created. It depends, of course. Rabbi was just bringing it down here to make it known that sometimes believing in something actually brings it about. And um, that uh, we should increase our faith in Hashem Ibach, of course, in the true tzaddikim, who are true Baal Shemot, true miracle workers. That we put all our reliance on Hashem Bach so that we can serve Hashem Bach in truth. So that Hashem Bach shall reveal the truth speedily in our days. Amen. Amen. With the coming of the Mashiach.